This is Her Self-Expression with Beverly Price, a podcast dedicated to women who seek self-empowerment. Like many women, Beverly suffered with low self-esteem, and now she is on the other side and is ready to share her knowledge with you. In this podcast, we interview inspirational women every week who share action-oriented tips to boost self-image and self-confidence. If you'd like to move from self-loathing to self-love, as Beverly did, stay tuned for today's episode that is sure to help you take on the world. And now, here's Beverly. Enjoy the show. Hi, beautiful. I hope you're having an awesome day. I'm Beverly Price, and I'm the host of the Her Self-Expression podcast. Most women struggle with their self-image, self-doubt, and self-confidence. Her Self-Expression provides knowledge, support, and insight to help women on their journey to self-empowerment on the inside and out so they can confidently take on the world. Today, I have these questions for you to think about. Have you ever followed someone else's journey? What was it like? Do you yearn for peace and tranquility? My guest today is Joanna Rajendran. She's going to speak with me about her book, My Guru Wears Heels. Joanna is an author, speaker, and coach. She's also a sought-after meditation teacher, yoga teacher, mindset mastery coach, and author of this beautiful book that details her real-life friendship with the world's oldest yoga teacher. Joanna met the legendary guru Tao Porshan Lynch when she was only 17 years old such a baby. <laughs> For those that aren't familiar with Tao, Guru Tao Porshan Lynch was an American yoga master and award-winning author of French and Indian descent. She discovered yoga in 1926, can you believe that, when she was eight years old in India. Joanna was drawn to Tao's light, and she studied under trained with and insisted her for the next 26 years. This unlikely friendship impacted every aspect of Joanna's life. Joanna's relatability makes the philosophies of the guru accessible for this and future generations. She was personally certified to teach yoga and meditation and has become a renowned speaker and trainer on the power of vision. She continues to share the valuable lessons she has learned from her time with Tao through her coaching programs, workshops, and sought-after engagement. She currently lives on the beach, and her husband and their kids, Natasha Tao and River Vale. If you want to feel empowered, ready to hear about spiritual growth and empowerment, and are excited to learn, please listen to our conversation. Hi, Joanna. Thank you so much for being my guest today. It's so good to have you here. Hi, Beverly. Thank you for having me. This is an absolute honor. And after that intro, you said all of the favorite parts. So have a great day, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, just a moment of clarification for those out there. I would like to clarify that we will be speaking of things spiritual, but not religious. Absolutely. Um, Thank you for making that clarification, especially when I yeah, I like to teaching yoga. There are some words you might hear like namaste, which is a Sanskrit word. 
and you see people put their hands together at their heart center. So it can look like a prayer, like a religious behavior. What it actually is, is acknowledging that the light in me is the same as the light in you. So when we're in that same place, oh. we're the same, we're one. So this really, no matter what your religious beliefs are or lack thereof, this is a conversation for everyone. It's really about our experience as humans and especially as women. Absolutely. So could you tell us a little bit about yourself other than what I mentioned kind of in your bio and about your own personal journey to empowerment? Absolutely. And I think that this is such an important aspect, especially because my my book takes me through much of my life from when I was 17 until the age of 40. And so it's a big chunk of my experience that I shared with Tao and I've now shared with the world when my book, is, my life is literally yes. an open book. The reason it was so important to me to share my personal journey was because otherwise it's easy to think that the magic is reserved for the magical. Tao was this woman right. who entered a room and had this energy, this glow about her that totally drew you in. So if, if the book was about her and her light and her story, the reader may come away thinking, wow, I wish I met her. I got a sense of her. That feels nice. But what would they think is possible for themselves? So by telling the story about both of us, I'm flawed. I'm human. I didn't meet her at 17 like a fully formed woman. I met her like a confused, challenged young woman in a tougher time of my life. I had, yes. I had been raped. I had gone through some real emotional mm. trauma. And I didn't want that to be my story. I didn't want that to define who I am, how I am, what I am. And I didn't know where to go next. So. <clears throat> my journey, I came from a really loving family. A gr I had a great childhood. And that doesn't protect you from experiencing the heart. Yes. So what do you do when life happens? We don't always control what actually happens to us. Where our power lies is how we interpret it and what we do with that interpretation thereafter. So... Yeah, the reaction. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And your, your feelings, your emotions, your gratitude, the things that really make your life feel incredible because you're noticing the beauty that's there or make your life feel challenging because you're noticing what you perceive to be going wrong. So in the time where my book starts and where I'll, my journey starts for purpose of this conversation, it wasn't a, a lit up time in life. And in fact, the word guru means from darkness to light. Oh. So in terms of someone who's your teacher, they're bringing you into the light of knowledge, of wisdom, of information. And in my life, actually, the journey that I take throughout the, the course of the book is my personal journey from that darkness to light. So it's not a one and done type thing. Like, okay, I feel happy now. Check. I'll be happy <laughs> for the rest of my life. Yeah. Please. Journeys of self-development, of personal growth, there it's a process. And I love to celebrate the progress of it rather than the perfection of it. Because there will be things that challenge you at every season. 
and chapter of your life. Yes. But where is your bubble wrap? Where is that thing that insulates you, that holds in the good, that releases the other stuff? And that comes from these kinds of conversations. These kinds of conversations where we normalize the things that happen because we've all had those challenging parts. Later in my life, in the book, I talk about a fertility journey that I know many people will find relatable. So you will have these hiccups, these things that come up physically, emotionally, psychologically, romantically, in your friend group, as a parent, as a professional. There will always be these things that come up big, medium, and small. The way to prepare yourself is to love yourself in the most complete way. And to do that is to listen, to heal, to love, and you choose the energy of your life. Who are you surrounded by? Where do you live? Does that bring out your most joy? Do you feel most present? These are the things we can start to examine. Yes, so I think so. I got so excited that I'm not sure if I fully answered the question. You did, I yes. With your listeners, Beverly, that it doesn't really matter where we start because we all have those stories. It matters where we are, who we are, and what we would like to do. Well, I like that you mentioned the different elements of growth because my coaching model for empowerment includes working on the mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual elements to contribute to empowerment with a base and gratitude. So I love that. And without that, you won't have, without that holistic approach, seeing the whole human, the whole experience, you will feel like you're thriving in one area to the detriment of the other. Yes. So they really, and for years teaching yoga, I would share this information in yoga classrooms, studios, workshops, and it would be great. And then I would realize, I feel like I'm already talking to an audience that knows this, feels this, gets this. We can all do with reminders, but the gift that the book being published has given me is this conversation that I get to have like today, whether somebody cares about the actual practice of yoga or not, that they understand that this way of breathing, being, feeling, and connecting is available for us all. So when I do my coaching groups, corporate or individual or small groups, I always integrate some mindfulness work, some breathing, some simple basic meditation, Because even for my type A New Yorkers, I'm from New York, that say that they don't know, they don't know how to meditate. (laughs) I do it. They don't even know they had done it until they come out and you see their faces soften as if they just got a massage. And I say, even in that one breath, that one minute we just took together, you felt it. Yes, absolutely. So what was it like working with the guru? It was... I liken it to having backstage passes to a show that you can't even believe you got a ticket to, let alone backstage passes. Right. So having met Tao when I was 17, happening upon her in a yoga class, she was a very petite woman. Beverly, you mentioned that she was the world's oldest yoga teacher. She actually passed away at the age of 101 right before COVID. Oh, my goodness. She, in her 80s, she decided she needed a new challenge. So after a life of being 
an activist, an actress, a producer, a model, a writer. She found yoga, started teaching yoga. And then in her 80s, she needed a new challenge. So she decided to start dancing ballroom competitively and did it all in high heel, which is the reason the book is called My Guru Wears Heel. Oh, I thought it was a different reason. I thought it was because she was female. Oh, that would be incredible on its own. But the fact that we travel through India together and here it was five o'clock in the morning. The rest of us are scrambling for a flight wearing yoga outfits and feeling exhausted. And Tal would walk in head to toe leather with sunglasses, heels, a scarf around her neck, oh, full my. makeup on. <laughs> he brought the glamour in her everyday life because it oh, made that's her wonderful. feel good. I love so it. So that's what she looked like when I met her. I saw her remove her heels, sit in the front of this classroom, and it was the first time I saw a light around someone. Yeah. Not the last one, but the first time. And when she began to speak and to teach, she started to glow brighter. And I thought, this is what they've talked about. All those years that I heard words like aura or glow or someone's vibration, it was so clear and it became clearer as she taught. That engagement, that connection, when she locked eyes with you, you felt loved seen and heard and she was a magnificent teacher because she wasn't there to show you and impress you with what she could do it was really about what she showed was possible for you so that Ah. first interaction we have and I go into detail of it in the book about where my ego pops up and how I'm releasing that and the process of it but that first connection I knew I would go anywhere with her and follow her and do anything There was this love. It felt like almost my grandma's love who had passed away a year or two prior to my meeting her. There was something very special and connected. She, I thought, okay, maybe this is who I'm going to study with and just take her yoga classes. I did not know that the friendship and the mentorship and the love would get as personal and familial as it did. And so to be able to, first, I just thought, maybe if she needs a ride, I'll drive her to practice or I'll take this workshop. And it was when we were traveling together in India, she told me that she saw something in me and she wanted me to teach and continue what she was doing. And she wanted to personally certify me. And on on that bus ride in the middle of Southern India, I'm crying and I likened it to Yoda telling you what your path was. And even though I had no plan to really teach yoga as a profession, I thought, wow, okay, I'm honored, <laughs> I'm humbled, I've been given my marching orders, let's do this. So my experience with her and seeing her impact on other people showed me from such a young, impressionable age that this is what's possible. Yes. In our time here, We can make this much impact. We can smile this often. We can love everyone as our first instinct. And she was just a beautiful example of that and completely humble. Regardless if she was landing in Hong Kong and 400 students are waiting at the airport to welcome her, or if she's teaching thousands in the middle of Times Square or in Washington, D.C., her humility was so genuine that she would say to me after events, 
I hope it was good. I hope I didn't bore him. Oh. And I said, you had people lined up around the corner just to hug you and thank you. <laughs> but it's amazing that this is your true nature, that this yeah. is your gift of service that you always want to make sure you gave it. Oh, that's beautiful. So after this whole experience you have, you know, meeting this wonderful guru, writing a book, living a life based on her light and message, what three steps would, or four steps, I think you told me, would you like to give women so that they can lead this beautiful life that you talk about? This is my favorite, favorite thing to chat about, Beverly, because Tao's biggest gift, I thought I was following her in my time, assisting her and being with her in our close friendship. And what she was doing the whole time, subtly and not so subtly, was empowering me, letting me know mm. my words are enough, my teaching is enough, that she is who she is and I am who I am, and it is my unique voice that will help me impact people and make a difference. And it's not because of how much I love and respect and appreciate her. It's what I do with all the teaching and how I integrate it, make it my own unique voice, and then share that. So in turn, my passion is to help as many people as possible to live their best life ever. And it's that simple. It's different how that unfolds for everyone, but that's the common denominator. Too often you hear of people, that deathbed conversation, that end of life awareness where it was about love. It was about my relationships all along. Did I say I love you enough? Did I hug enough? Did I feel those moments? Did I spend that extra hour in the office rather than doing a cartwheel on the beach? So whatever that looks like for you to have that maximum pleasure in your experience that you give and you receive love and you go for it, those big dreams, those little dreams, those in-betweeners that you go for it, what makes all of that possible? Well, these are my four steps, four okay. steps to manifesting anything you want in this world. Okay. And keeping in mind, it takes the exact same energy to create a building as it does a button. Okay. Often, we go for the button because we use words like realistic, or we think let's start small and then grow. There are okay. things that we have learned either outright or subconsciously that make us go for what we seem is accessible and doable so that we gain confidence and keep going. To that, I kind of say shenanigans, because if you're going through the process <laughs> anyway, why not go for the thing you really want? You know, if you shoot for the stars and you land on the moon, that kind of thing, or yep, shoot for the yep. moon and you land on the stars, whichever space one you prefer. Yeah. So in this, whether you are doing this because you want to create love in your life or the career of your dreams, or a, a health and wellness goal. Regardless, it's the same process. In fact, I do use a button example in the book. Yeah. And I use the example of parking spaces in New York City. Because if you've ever been to New York City, you know, this is something that could really bring up a scarcity mindset rather than abundance. Yes. So how do you use the four steps to manifest whatever you want? And in this case, specifically a parking space in New York City. The first is to ask. Sounds simple enough. We, especially as women, are not often taught, let alone reminded, that we get the life that we ask for. And when we do, 
Sometimes we play small and we're vague and we lack specificity. So let's say this is a very silly example, but let's say what you're looking to create is unconditional love. And what you really want is romantic love. And you, a puppy, a straight puppy finds its way to your home and you're totally in love and you have no idea that what you were looking for already manifested. You don't know that your dream came true because what you thought was clear, I'm looking for love, you got love. So when we're asking for what we want, we really want to be specific. If someone's dying to lose 10 pounds and their legs fall off, that's not really what they wanted. So in the parking space example, I would say things like, thank you for the parking space that's big, safe, legal, free, just for me, immediately at my location. Thank you. Specific. Because the signs for parking in New York City are that specific and confusing. You could park here every other month when your mom's wearing yellow dress only on Tuesdays for five minutes. So you never really have the confidence this space is legal. So I ask with that much clarity. The second step is to believe it will happen. Believe with absolute faith. Okay. That can be a challenge for many of us. Yes, it can. Yeah. That whole, how do you take the first step if you don't see the whole staircase? Yeah. That's where the faith steps in. Instead of fear. Faith instead of fear. Yes. Yes. And it doesn't mean if you're having trouble with this step, it's usually a lack of belief in one of two things. That what you dream of is possible. And to that, I ask you, has this ever happened in the history of the universe ever, even once? If it has, then it's possible. And if it hasn't, it can be the first time. Yeah. So just first get faith in the actual circumstance. Then the second part where it can be shaky, is it possible for you? That's where our self-worth comes into play, where that needling doubt that might have surfaced in other areas pops up again. What do we do there? Well, there we remind ourselves that we are beings of love. There is somebody who loves us completely. Maybe it is your little fluffy dog. Maybe it's your child. Maybe it's your mom. Maybe it's your best friend. There's somebody who sees our light so completely. And it's because we give and receive love beautifully. If this is possible for anyone, it's possible for everyone. Why wouldn't it be possible for us? So sometimes it helps if that's coming up to go to an area where we already feel the thing that we are looking to create. So if you're looking for love, romantic love, where do you already feel love? Maybe it is with a child, a parent, or a pet. Go to that area and remind yourself of the feeling because that feeling of love attracts more love. If you're looking for wealth, financial wealth, and you feel wealthy in friendships, think about that. I am rich in friendships. I'm rich in love. I'm rich in adventure and travel. Find areas where you already feel that feeling so that you know that feeling is possible for your specific desire. Okay. Step three. So to recap so far, step one, we asked. Step two, we believed. Step three, we released. This one can be the trickiest one ever because I'm going back to my parking space example. Okay. Let's say I'm circling this New York City block and a beautiful parking space is about to be freed up. A car is pulling out. 
And right before you pull in, somebody else pulls in. <laughs> in that moment. Let's be honest with ourselves. And I hope everyone listening is honest with themselves right now. <laughs> What's your first thought? Is it, oh man, that was my spot? Scarcity? Or is it, oh yay, they just got their spot. Good for you. I'm so excited for you. And I can't wait. Mine's coming. Abundance. Yep. It's not one slice of a finite pie. The pie is infinite. So that, that feeling of releasing, we're not controlling the how. We're focused on the destination. If you were driving somewhere and your ways changed your route, chances are you wouldn't care. It said you're going to save 15 minutes. You don't care if you're taking a side road. You're excited that you're still getting to the address you put in. So that is the feeling with the release. It's not up to us to control because the truth is we are not even creative enough as beings to imagine all of the many micro miracles that will happen along the I way to that. I so agree with you there. So if we simply just release the how, the who, the when, and go so confidently into the, the knowing, the absolute knowing that it's happening, we just helped it happen even more. Yeah. So to that, I say, if you're finding yourself, I've asked for what I wanted. I believe that it's possible. It's so hard to release because it's so important to me. Then what brings you joy? Go do that. You'll be better served having a dance party in your living room. Right. Or being in the shower than you would be hyper-focused on trying to control how this unfolds. And the final step is one you've already touched on. It's gratitude. It is so hard to be angry and grateful, to be jealous and grateful, to be insecure and grateful. Because when you start, and if you can't think of a big, sweeping, overarching thing that brings up gratitude, and in fact, even if you can, I suggest that you start really small. Look for the tiny things in your day that bring up gratitude. In in terms of the four steps to creating and manifesting anything you want in life, you want to say thank you for that event happening. I even have my clients do a gratitude journal where every day they write down three things that they're grateful for. Yes. Yes, Beverly. Yes, I agree. And I've, I've done it with partnerships. Mm -hmm. Like this is your accountability partner. Text each other your gratitudes every day because not only are you seeing yours you're seeing someone else's mm -hmm. so you start feeling happy for them grateful for them and if you forget their sharing theirs reminds you to do yours so i've done this for years now on a sibling thread with my my siblings and every day and we started with three and sometimes it's like 23 by the end of right. the day but what happens is when you notice the little things the simple pleasure that I love when I see a sailboat on the horizon in the ocean behind me. When I see it, it brings up joy. It's a simple yes. pleasure. Because if I asked you, Beverly, what are you grateful for? And you say, my health, my family, the loves in my life. All of those are likely factually correct. You feel grateful for them. They're also our most common answers. So they don't always bring up the feeling. There's something that we know is a great answer to an important mm -hmm. question. Instead, if we start noticing those little, little things that 
my daughter came into bed before school today and snuggled me. And that little snuggle is going to stay with me all day because she's 10 and most of the time she's a little too cool for mommy. Those little things, when you notice them, you notice them everywhere. So then it becomes a habit and your resting place throughout your daily life becomes a grateful one. That is a completely different experience. When we started our conversation today, and I mentioned the power of we choose our reactions, we choose how we perceive life happening for us or to us. When you're living your life gratefully, you start to see something that you could feel grateful about in every event. Absolutely. Well, Joanna, I have one question that I like to ask all my guests to wrap things up, and that is, what does self-expression mean to you? It means being the absolute, unapologetic, unique version of you. When they start doing the statistics of one sperm meeting one egg, creating this exact human in this moment in time, and you realize it's something insane, like 300 billion to one, whatever those odds are, because you can never trust me with numbers like that, Beverly, is (laughs) whatever those odds are, you realize the miracle that is you, uniquely you, your thoughts, your joy, your sense of humor, your love, your kindness. There is no other person better suited to be you than you. Anytime my 10-year-old daughter says, mom, you're weird, I say, thank you. And whenever she's wondering, (laughs) why do you say thank you when I say you're weird? Is I say, if you're thinking I'm weird, I'm unique, I'm an individual, I'm special, I'm being me. I hope I give you the space to do the exact same. Because that, if you want a world that's peaceful, start with a world made up of people who are peaceful. If you want a world of fully expressed people, start by showing them who you are when you show up completely yourself and fully expressed. Oh, that's so beautiful. So Joanna, how can our listeners find you and where can they find this wonderful book? Well, thank you for asking, Beverly. The book is on Amazon and I on barnesandnoble.com as well. And it's in both paperback and audible version. The audible is me, okay. so you will hear me talking to you for many hours. <laughs> okay. Right? And the where you can find me, my website is either my name, Joanna Rajendran, or the name of the book, my guru wears heels.com. They lead you to the same place. And that website will give you a link to get the book if that's what you're looking for, or information about my coaching programs, whether it's for your college, your team, your school, your corporation, or for an individual or small group. The team one I call best team ever. The individual one I call best life ever because of my personal mission. And that's how I spend my time doing the coaching, book events, and keynote speaking. So all of those engagement and booking opportunities are right through the website. And then I'm also on Instagram with Joanna Raj, R-A-J, so that people don't have to spell my whole Indian last name. Okay. Well, Joanna, thank you so much for being my guest today. I can feel your light and your positive energy, and it's so thrilling, and it's such a great experience to be around. 
And for my listeners, we are actually going to have a special um, evening event with Joanna's book, with Joanna leading the session, and we're calling it the book club. And so stay tuned, go to her self-expression on Facebook, and you will have all the details of how to sign up for that session. So to get where Joanna describes, we need knowledge, strength, and positive energy. I believe that we need both outside and inside growth to create a holistic solution to increasing women's self-love and empowerment. Thank you for being a guest with Joanna and myself on this episode of Her Self-Expression. I love connecting you with exceptional women that can provide actionable steps for you to take in your journey. Please subscribe to and share our podcast that is wherever you listen to podcasts. The more that we can share and reach other women, the more we can help improve the overall situation of women in the world. The more I can share, the more I can reduce the time it takes other women to learn what I have learned on my journey. Your path to self-empowerment is unique to you. Every challenge or hurdle will teach you something about yourself and make you stronger, moving you toward confidence and self-empowerment. The more you express yourself, the better you'll feel. Self-expression doesn't have to be a mystery. It's your key to confidence and self-empowerment, both on the inside and out. But most importantly, remember that you don't have to do it alone. I'm here to help. Thank you and take care. Thank you for listening to the Her Self-Expression podcast today. To listen to past episodes, visit www.herselfexpression.com. Once there, you're going to want to take our quiz to see where you stand right now on your journey to self-expression. If you have any questions or would like to share your thoughts with Beverly and other like-minded women, join our Facebook group, the Her Self-Expression Sisterhood. Invite your friends too. When you download and subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or other podcast services, be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends to download it too so we can continue to help others. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. And remember, self-expression doesn't have to be a mystery. It's your key to confidence and self-empowerment both inside and out. But most importantly, remember that you don't have to do it alone. Visit www.herselfexpression.com and join us today.